Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of soul, Houston tradition, and so much more. Before we dive into this incredible chat with Jacob Arquez of Por Siempre, Sotol, he also makes Sotol for Marfa Spirits, he makes Los Magos and some other brands there in Hanos and Chihuahua. I want to give you a little bit of background to this conversation because Sotol is something I'm very, very passionate about. One of the few gringos that actually has gone out there, harvested it fermented it, distilled it, and I took some pictures of me sitting on some pinos, you know, I was quite proud of it, but this person we're talking about in this chat that's from Marfa, you know, he's really been kind of weaponizing folks. I wouldn't say against me, I'm not that kind of paranoid or filled with self-pity, but they're just, I love Sotol. I love working with it. I love distilling it. I love learning about it. I love mezcal. You know, I go everywhere I can to learn everything and anything I can from anybody who will share information from me. And I do make a spirit. I do make sotol. And we can call it whatever we want to call it, but I love it. And I don't ever intend on hurting anyone's feelings or taking or using and misusing information. I'm just not that kind of person. So I had a lot of folks that were kind of mad at me even though I don't know who these people are and they don't know me and they just called me a colonizer and then I'm culturally misappropriating things about Sotol. And, and, and that may very well be true. I, I don't, I'm not here to really defend that, but we talk about it and we actually have a nuanced conversation, Jacob and I, about this whole thing about Sotol. What does the DO mean? It's kind of complicated, but I'll tell you one thing. I will not do with people name calling, and I will not do with these kindergarten games of posting pictures. You know, we are fucking better than that. This community is amazing, filled with brilliant people, and we need to work together much better than we have been. I have so much to learn. I have so much more to understand about the culture, the people, the things at stake here, but I'm all ears. I'm here for it. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Jacob Haquez of Por Siempre Soto. Maybe, golly, once a month. So, not too often. Is that it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so this, now that the borders are back open, I imagine you could come and go as you please and oh, yeah. go to more markets and all of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we're looking into um, visiting more markets and want to go back out to Dallas to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Almarrotas, you know, have a, a tasting there with, with uh, Chad. Which I think is is important is an important part of Dallas, you know, for as as, as far as mezcal, sotol, and, and tequila, you know. How did you feel about that bar? It, I, I I got a good vibe, man. It's I good, felt, right? I, I felt it felt homey. Yeah. So it was just like I was like, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Did Chad take you across the street? Um, no, Chad actually showed me like gave me a little history of what how they started, you know, and there was a little bit of prohibition there, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool, you know, because. I think at what point we have all um, been in that situation where it's like done in a in a prohibited way, you know? Yeah, that's and, right. And we've gone away with it. Because are you married? 
Yes, I am. That's the the, yeah. the key. That's the height of prohibition, I think, of being prohibited to do yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know, I've been yeah. married a couple of times, no longer. And so now, we, you know, we're in a hotel room drinking sotol and mezcal. Once your wife hears this, Mike, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no, one, no one cares what I do. I'm sure she doesn't care, but <laughs> I, I kind of appreciative that i can kind of go and come and go as i please but you know 2014 because i want to kind of frame this for, for folks sure. is we just now are meeting after having been talking for years you know and i remember wanting to make sotol and you were the guy oh yeah I had a couple of people mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i'm de- i'm definitely the guy <laughs> no and people pointed me your way and i gotta say how transparent and how friendly you were with me on my sotol journey made it it gave me optimism to keep going, you know? So I got to thank you for that because you don't have to be like that. No, I, I, you know, I like to share it because I want more Sotoleros out there, man. I want people to, to know it because, you know, if we, if we get to know it, we'll, we'll sell it more. You know what I mean? That's right. And then if you spread the gospel, help me spread the gospel, help all of us Sotoleros spread the gospel, that would be, that's like the best direction, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and the, We'll dig into a little bit of what this minutia is about, kind of some recent allegations, sustainability, these kinds of things that are coming out of Marfa. But I, I think we speak the, t- the same way in the sense that I think the word Sotol, the more people that use it, the more common it becomes part of our vocabulary. Not tequila is a very, very positive thing, right? And you kind of feel that same way. Do you, is there any protection or territorialness that you feel about me, let's say, some white Texan using that word on my bottle. I, I do not. I, I, I Back then, you know, maybe a year or two years ago, if you would have asked me that question, I would have been like, hey, no, wait, wait a minute, you know, Mike. But I feel that a lot of things have happened, man. And um, I feel that that Sotol is, it, 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 I can't be, we can't be greedy and say, hey, you know what, this Sotol thing is mine or yours or right. anybody's. It, it needs to be get that exposure. Um, why? Because the plan is, it's a super plan. Yes. It's a plant that needs that needs the exposure. It needs it needs all the care in the world, and um, you know if we get more scholars behind it, they why not? You know what I mean? It, the thing is too is that agave is a community, and we do things kind of together. So the more that we work, not in unison, but at least on the same page, the more that we can make the category stronger, right? So a bit about you being one of the. Six generation Sotolero. I mean, this is this Pretty is crazy, much, man. man. Yeah, all but all in Hanos, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, my family originally is from Ciudad Madera, mm-hmm. and um, pretty much on the back label of Sotol por Siempre, you'll see we're from uh, the Sierra Madre mountains. Um, the Sierra Madre has like its own ecosystem, man, and and there's a lot of Sotol that's abundant there. It's native there, and um, my uh, fifth generation uh, grandfather. Francisco, who was actually, uh, you know, there was rumors in the family where he started um, distilling sotol in clay pots and tree trunk casks mm. and all that, yeah, and bamboo and all that. And then later on, uh, <clears throat> Rosalio started distilling as well amongst the natives, you know. Mm-hmm. And then later on, my great-grandfather, Don Cuco, uh, which we had a label on uh, sotol Don Cuco, he uh, he was actually the first to distribute it and and help promote it, uh, you know, to Mexico City and what, what have, year are we talking about for Don Cuco? Golly, uh, my great grandfather was born in the 1900s, uh, July oh. 1900. So 
he was distilling when he was like 12 years old as well, man. Holy like, shit, really? Yeah. So 1912, um, during Prohibition, uh, they, the, the, the Mexican government decided to make it illegal for producers, you know, 1920s mm-hmm. uh, to make. So um, you hear a lot of stories where uh, my great-grandfather bootlegged it, yeah. you know, from Ciudad Madera to Chihuahua City. And there in Chihuahua City, it would go to Mexico City. See, um, this is the, remember Clande? Oh, that, yeah. That con, okay, it, Clande, yeah. Like clandestine. So mm-hmm. it was your, this is great-grandfather at this point, right? Mm-hmm. In the 20s and Prohibition. Was he forced to go into cover to make sotol or did he just stop he, making sotol he, what, what was going on is that um that part of the sierra was was uh it's you know you 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 needed to know it well because you know when you're out in the wild and and the only thing you have is like a backpack and a lighter and you know it's like <laughs> and some some booze and some booze you know <laughs> you you it's it it the the the, the mountain na- mother nature could give you a storm yeah and being out in the mountains was 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 something beneficial to my family because we weren't really affected by everything that was going along. Mm. Um, what happened is that the Mexican government made it illegal. They made Bacanora illegal as well. Mm-hmm. But then it was kind of funny because they 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 allowed whiskey distilleries right. that you know that were made along the border uh, along the railroad. So you have in Juarez in Ciudad Juarez, you'll find. Old buildings that say American whiskey, whiskey Waterfield, water um, and there's still bottles that have been out there sold, man. Like literally, so um, it, it's kind of uh, disturbing how you know the Mexican government makes it illegal for for sotoleros to make sotol, but legal for whiskey distilleries to be along the border. Right, and, and so what do you, what do you think is the general sentiment? There? I've heard stories about as to why that was. I'm sure there's money involved. Yeah, yeah probably money involved. You know, uh, so. That that's one of the situations that it's very delicate, but I I think that the sotoleros, um, you know that that's one of the reasons that the the trade was kind of lost because sotoleros decided to start uh, becoming teachers or carpenters or farmers because they were just like ah you know uh, it's a very hard process very labor intensive I'm sure you've been out there and you've actually appreciated your sotol now more that's than, right yeah. that you've tasted and uh and it's a long process so it's like you know what why get in trouble with the government when you just become teachers or, or carpenters it's easier it's, it's easier yeah fucking anything's easier than making sotol right <laughs> like honestly definitely we're, we're, like, like did you given that right i i think about this because I've, I've interviewed hundreds of people over over the past going on almost a decade close anyway but oh awesome did you ever feel I like was tw- i was 10, 15? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're 25 now, 25. I think. That's right. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, married with, you know, at 25. You know, good for you. Um, but it's just like, the, there's, many people said, I don't want to do this, Dad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't want to follow. Did you ever have a moment where you're like, I, I can't, I just wanted to go be a teacher, a rock star or some well, shit? I knew I was going to do this. Like, like I had it in, in me already. And, um, and, my some of my uncles, you know, my great grandfather Don Cuco had uh, fourteen kids. Uh, oh, seven were women and seven were were men. Uh huh. So seven of them were distilling out in the wild, man, and they all ran their own distillery. And one of our advantages today is that uh, one of our master distillers, Don Manuel, who started working with my great grandfather when he was like 10, 12 years old. Wow. Uh, 
was always amongst my my great grandfather, and he 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 was able to see how each and one of our uncles distilled. Uh, my dad is well, my father, uh, Celso Jaques, uh, was pretty much born in Ciudad Madera. Uh, his dad, my great my grandfather, um, pretty much got deported from El Paso. He, my great my grandfather was born in El Paso, got deported to uh, to Mexico because of the, the color of his skin. Went to Ciudad Madera and actually uh, married my grandma, my grandmother, who is my dad's mom, and my grandmother is. Uh, you know, daughter of Don Cuco. So every summer, my dad would go, you know, when he was a kid, and he would go out to the Vinatas with my uncles mm-hmm. in Ciudad Madera. You know, they would get the train from Ciudad Juarez to Ciudad Madera, and they would travel down there. You know, he has uh, 14 brothers and sisters as well. What is so, it about 14? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hey, know the lucky wonder, number. Right? <laughs> I wonder if, like, somewhere in the back, of, there's a little notebook. It's like, all right, we got two yeah. more ticks. And I hit that hey, 14. No, there wasn't direct TV or internet back then. <laughs> I am not going to be bested by the past. I am going to go 14 strong. <laughs> but that you do, you, you do insure in some sense. You have a, a workforce, though, don't you? So, so I, yeah, I guess it was back then, you know, you would do, like, you would have, a, I guess, a lot of kids so that it, it would be a, a cheap labor, right? Mm-hmm. Workforce. Uh, so my dad got had that opportunity to be out there and like to see the way my great grandfather uh you know distilled and what he would say about the the, the juice and how they they would cut the piña and if you go on to Sotol por siempre's website you'll see old pictures of of you know old uh pictures that 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 we took a long time ago that one of my uh, aunts took a long time ago out in Ciudad Madera and um you 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 you'll get to enjoy those pictures because that's like right there you know in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. you know making sotol bootlegging it in, into Ciudad Madera and then into Chihuahua City where it would get sent to Mexico City. Um, is now, it is, is it sotol now pretty popular in Mexico City still? It isn't, man. It isn't. I, didn't, I was um, gonna say. You no, know, it was it was a tradition that was lost. Um, I think what I, what happened was that we got a, a bad publicity. Um, when they wanted nobody making sotol in in northern Mexico, this in the same time where it became prohibited. Yeah, okay. Just in the same time when it became prohibited, and and then you know that that trade was lost because everybody was kind of scared, you know, to like you know get hung by the cordada, mm-hmm. which was like the state police. And um, later on, uh, you know, there's supposedly there's documented four hundred thousand liters of sotol that were being sold in the state of Chihuahua. Oh wow. Um, uh, but that all that was lost, you know, when when it became illegal, and uh, people started producing whiskey and brandy to export into the U.S. to cross it illegally into the U.S. So I mean, effectively, a whole industry because a similar thing happened with Irish whiskey, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, and I <clears throat> I can't exactly remember. It had to do with money though and taxing and government, mm-hmm. you know. But so there was a healthier industry of sotol then than there is now. Is that safe to say? I think. Uh, what was the question? So was there? It sounded like there was a ton of sotol being made then. Yeah, you said four hundred thousand liters. Yeah, four hundred thousand liters is, documented. Can it even count? Like, uh, what's being made today? Does that even yeah, come close? I don't think it comes close. That's to what come. I'm saying. Yeah. So like, it it really had its heyday, mm-hmm. and it it's just a different thing now. It is. Mm-hmm. And is it really a bad thing if it grows as a category now? At I, least to I, say it was be back to how I it think was. It's important for it to grow. It just needs it needs that uh, it needs those baby steps um, because. Um, you know, the, the plan is, it, it's wild and, and, uh, uh, you need certain permits and, uh, with Semarnap, 
to be able to harvest. Mm -hmm. And I think it needs all the care in the world. You know, it, it needs to be um, taken care of. And that's one of the reasons that I kind of uh, gone towards more. You know, we created a denomination of origin in 2002. And I remember, you know, being uh, fresh out of high school or not, not even fresh out of high school. I was still in high school mm. and talk, going to the meetings and, and seeing how we just got this norm that looked exactly like the tequila norm printed it out and pretty much added a couple of things to it. But in 2002, you know, there wasn't this agave, sotol, mezcal community, mm -hmm. you know. So th there was, you know, back then it was like, oh, you wanted to be in Jolly Rancher shots and you wanted to be yeah. in Jello shots. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was it was a completely different um, uh, uh, vibe, I, I would say. So now it's like, uh, are we going to follow that norm? Are we going to, you know, do a new norm? Uh, you know, what? What does what do the producers want? You know what I mean. When when so when that was developed in twenty excuse me two thousand two was your your family was making sotol then yeah oh yeah we were making did, sotol. did you all have anything to do with what those terms would be with the do yeah you know we we saw it as 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 an opportunity but then we saw things change um in in my father bought his ranch in in Hanos where he moved his distillery from Ciudad Madera where all my uncles were. Or some of my uncles that kept on producing Sotol, some of my wild uncles, I would say, you know, Don Arnulfo <laughs> and Armando Perez, that they continued to make Sotol, and he moved them to Janos, Chihuahua, because of the water. Uh, Janos is 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 actually located in in Ch northern west state Chihuahua, like near um, Agua Prieta, Sonora, borders kind of Sonora. Oh, is that close? Okay. And uh, the water there is is real good. We get water from our Demi, the Demi Basin. Uh -huh. And the water there is pretty much filtered by like limestone and, uh, you know, wild grass. And we actually have the biggest prairie tail dog community in, of, of Northern, Northern America, really? North America. Yeah. In Janos. And, um, there's a ranch called their Rancho Uno that has been preserving buffaloes and they have about 270 buffaloes there in that ranch. Wow. Um, so all that water and, you know, you have two ingredients in Soto, for example, you have water. And you have sotol. Yeah. So those two ingredients are what makes a good sotol. They, don't sell yourself short. There's a little love in there. Oh, yeah. Like there's oh, yeah. Like a, oh, there's definitely. A, there's a, pinch yeah. of, a pinch of artistic <laughs> integrity. <laughs> into yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> I always tell people it's like, the you know, the elements, you know, uh, wind, fire. Yeah. And obviously love's in there, too. Um, so my dad pretty much, my father moved there in 1985, uh, pretty much got his distillery built in 1989. And then was actually the first to import export Sotol legally into the United States in 1993. 93. Yeah, 93. What was the first state? Was it Texas? Are we saying earlier? Yeah, was, Texas was the first state. Uh, what happened is that there was like this uh, Frisco Foods or I don't know what the name of 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 the of the distributor was here in mm. in uh, Texas. So I'm gonna I'll be looking into that information pretty soon because we've been going through paperwork. And I'll remember the name soon. If I remember it, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. But uh, he actually exported Sotol uh, legally in 1983 and then sent it to a distributor here in Houston, Texas, where um, the distributor was like, uh, the owner was like an old man and he really liked Sotol. And he, he, was, he would talk to my dad about the history of Sotol. Um, and and they, they communicated of how Sotol you know, was, was a spirit that, 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 you know, that, that brought community together. And, um, later on that old man passed away and the distribution pretty much stopped. 
so my father pretty much decided to to you know to start with the locals to distribute to the locals but the locals had a bunch of bad publicity of sotol they would you know a lot of younger kids would say hey you know what sotol gives you a hangover sotol does that mm. but i think what it was is that these kids young kids were going out drinking beer drinking whiskey drinking mixing it up you know yeah and maybe not hydrating enough and they would find an old bottle of sotol in their father's you know uh a liquor cabinet and end up fi finishing the Sotol bottle at night, you know, or in the morning, early three, four in the morning, and they would end up with a hangover because they drank all this booze and they would blame it on the Sotol. It's Why like would it, they blame it on the Sotol? Because it was, it's very aromatic. That's it's right. A very aromatic spirit. Well, it, it always has an identity. It does. You know, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, you chop into that thing, you know damn well it's Sotol. Exactly. The leaves cut you, you know, it's, it's fucking oh, Sotol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... You grew up with Sotol. I did. And again, was it some, when did you have a moment where like, oh, I get it. I like this. Golly, you still don't get it, man. <clears throat> yeah, fair. But you like <laughs> it like, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, I remember cleaning my first still, man. I was like 10 years old and I burned a batch and I was like cleaning it with sand. Oh, no. And there my uncle, he's like yelling at me, hey, what's wrong with you? You know, I told you in <laughs> one hour and you took two hours. I was like, oh, you know. But it, it was, it's been very exciting for my family because they've been around it all their lives. You know, back then it was like, you know, uh, it, it does have some medicinal purposes, you know, mm -hmm. that we always have said, you know, when you have a cold, you drink a tea with Sotol, um, you know, you want uh, mos mosquitoes to stay away from you. You put Sotol all uh -huh. over your body, you rub it all over your body. You want, you want your hair to grow back, you put Sotol <laughs> on your <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's been around my, my family for quite a, a while man you know pretty much six generations which is which is real cool that i have had the opportunity to actually continued to continue to distill you know it's 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 a privilege man. it's a privilege you know exactly and with all this we're gonna we're gonna go hard here in a second um because cool. there's, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> to talk about but when you think about how you want your soul told to taste what kinds of words would you describe what your preferred flavors are or por siempre it just it's one of those where it depends it's 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 you know sotol is one of those that has to be treated like uh you know uh, an agave and it has to be treated like a like a corn man you're you're yeah. a distiller you yeah, know that yeah yeah and um that's you know yeah that's that's something that that we've learned um throughout throughout the process and uh it just depends you know um i like my sotos neat straight yeah um you know, obviously at 45, it, it, it really brings out a lot of aromas that, 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 uh, that show how the spirit is, is at a certain, uh, alcohol content that really gets you, you know, that, that, that buzz that you're really looking for. Yeah. But obviously if you cut it, if you add, you know, if you do what the whiskey guys do or the bourbon guys do and add some drops of water, you'll be able to taste like certain aromas that 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 you might like too as well you know you have your hearts that are very uh interesting too you know yeah they, they they taste a lot like um you know wet soil and what's that that funky uh um yeah we call it i hate this word we call it petrichor i think <laughs> petrichor, the word okay. yeah. it's like the the rainy yeah uh, soil Moldy, kind of like yeah. mold, right yeah. yeah so it it just depends man it's like one of those where it depends the time of day and it depends the time of hour um, but do you, in general, I love Sotol, uh, you know, in general. Do you know the, uh, 
this, Andy knows I pull this shit about movies. Um, do you know who Adam Driver is? The actor Adam Driver? He played Ren, Renkai or whatever in the, the recent Star Wars. He was the bad guy. And he's been in a bunch of other movies. Anyway, so... House of Gucci. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the, the, cool. Not to spoil it, but he, mm-hmm. he dies at the end, right? Um, <laughs> but luckily, we all know that that's how the Gucci, you know. But so he cannot watch himself on screen. Okay. He refuses to watch clips. If, if, if I was interviewing him and say, hey, we're going to take a look at your clips, like, nope, I'm out. And he's left mm. interviews. He left an interview at NPR because he can't watch his own movies. Mm. I can respect that too. I can't drink my own sotol. Oh. You noticed I didn't drink it with y'all. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Well, I'm, I'll tell you this. I'm kind of my same, same way because I'm kind of my biggest critic, man. Exa- yes. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, where, where, what the hell did we do there, man? Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, what were we thinking? You know what I mean? Like, but it's one of those that that time of day it 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 maybe there was something happening that that you know it it put it in that position and that's that's what Satol does it 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 um it just ages on its own and it 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 it's very aromatic um you know one of the most aromatic spirits in the world is is uh, cognac and then from yeah. there you have Sotol. No, agree. Yeah, agree. Sotol is more aromatic than, than mezcal and tequila. You know, don't tell the mezcal drinkers that I'm saying that. We won't air this. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll beep. We'll beep it out. <laughs> we'll beep it out. Beep. All right. So we've been. You know, I love being in Houston. I fucking love Houston, man. Even though I left because I didn't like it, but <laughs> but Austin's become a problematic too. But anyway, so I came back. We're gonna hang out all night and all this. But I had to talk to you because recently. And I guess to some credit of the category of Sotolo and the passion therein with the people in the community, there's a, a gentleman in Marfa, Texas, who had a very close relationship with the Marfa Spirits Company. And Morgan lives here in Houston. We know how well connected he is here. Uh, we also know how finger pointy and kindergarten pictures, at least complaining, has been on Instagram between certain people. But he alleges that Sotolo should never that word should never be used outside of the deal. You know, Sonora uses palmilla, Oaxaca uses cuchorillo. So from just a basic premise, do you think that me or Desert Door is a larger problem, let's just fucking say it, that they are, because mm-hmm. they don't talk about Mexico as being part of Sotol making. It's only about the history of Texas making Sotol. This is all fucked up shit, right? <clears throat> is it a problem if we work together across the two nations to actually make Sotol and work together as a singular community of producers? I think, I think it is, it is possible. And I think, um, something has to happen, but I think like, you know, my opinion, um, it's, it's not going to matter. And other, you know, that, 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 that person's opinion that he's, you know, raising his voice is not going to matter either. You know, I think everybody's kind of, um, doing, their own their own thing and i think if we if we really want to make us a total community we have to uh give the plant the exposure that it deserves Mm -hmm. and the spirit that it deserves and one of the biggest controversial things about sotol is that it's named after what it's uh you know the plant is named after what Mm -hmm. the spirit is named after i don't know what other spirit is named after what it's actually distilled out of, you know I'll, what I mean? I'll give you one guess. Sure. None. Exactly. Yeah. That's not so, how fucking Dio works. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a cognac varietal grape. Exactly. Champagne so, grape, maybe, but that's not the actual name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a grape. So, so I've, 
Good. So, you know, you have big producers calling it Agabasea. Yes. You have small producers um, uh, that don't have the same opportunities that we have had. And you have, uh, you know, producers that, that are just trying to make a, a you know, a quick dime. Yeah. You have, you have all these uh, situations that, that are, that are, that are, that are going to bring conflict. Right. Yeah. And um, I think what, in my opinion, I would recommend that we call it Sotol, um, but we 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 actually identify where it's coming from. Sure. Um, so that way we get positioned in a world where people could actually know what and identify Sotol. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you know, you ask, you look at the world population. And I tell this, uh, this, I say this a lot because it makes a lot of sense. You know, you look at the world population and you say, you know, you you look at Europe, you look at Australia, you look at um, you know uh, China. You look at Japan, and you say the word tequila. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask anybody around those in those parts of the woods, I would say that maybe twenty percent of the people, the world population, will know what tequila is. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, if you say mezcal, I would say maybe five percent of the pe- world population are going to know what right, what right. mezcal is. But if you say Soto, it's Ooh. like, you know, 0.00000001% is going to know what Soto is. Yeah. And that's the situation that brings Soto, it, it, gives, it doesn't give it the opportunity it deserves. Where, yeah, it, it's a problem before it even became a problem. Exactly. You know? So it's one of those that we have to look at it with a lot of care. Um, the, you know, their opinions are going to be different than, than my opinion. And, um, and we have to respect each yes, opinions of course you know? um but i feel that 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 people that have made the most noise are the ones that have never even made a leader have never even participated right. in even harvesting the plant or even trying to take care of what the plant has uh, to offer right critics are the best filmmakers yeah. right no exactly. fuck no yeah <laughs> So well, I don't so, think they even made a basket of Sotol, man. That, that's, that's, right, that's right. That's right. And I and and I, but in, and I want you to answer the, this honestly because I I have been called a couple things lately, and after talking to some close friends who I, whom I trust and I love, I'm I'm okay with embracing some of the terms that have been thrown at me because I think in certain aspects this could be true. So I'm, there's two terms, okay, and. They, these are hard terms to discuss online. Andy knows this. I know this. They, they cannot be delicately discussed. There is the term cultural appropriation, right? Which you've seen it. No, I know. And he looks confused. He's like, "What the what fuck?" The, really? no. We're in Houston, a city like that, that. That you know, you have the the Asian community, you have the Hispanic community. You have like what? Right. Yeah, we're all we're all we're all, all that. We're we're all kind of part of the thing, right? So so that particular term doesn't resonate with you. You don't find it has a lot of meaning in this particular context. It it you know it shouldn't because it's like you know who's telling you this, man? Some guy that never that's there on his computer saying that you shouldn't produce a all because yep. he knows nothing of it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like no, tell him to go fuck himself. Well, I can't, but I'd love to. I'll, I'll, I'll use it. I'll use a soundbite. Sorry, right. my, my dad no, used no. to always say that a lot. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I, you know, and, and I, on some of the, and there's one other term we're going to talk about, but on these kind of threads, people, they were using my, whatever my visibility is, I'm not going to say it's a lot of it, but they were using it as a place to 
extolled the virtues of their point of view, right? So it was kind of weird because it just became a place for them to fucking talk about stuff. And this is, but this is where things actually change. And this is where real change happens. All right, here's the other piece. This is another word. It's a buzzword to some. Colonizer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, there are aspects I can understand. My great friend, Francisco Trasas, and I would say that we had a, a, a meaningful discussion of which I came out of it realizing that potentially some of the things that I'm doing, making total or colonizing, is that a term that resonates with you? It, it, you know, we're all, I think we're all colonizers, man. You know, it's, it's one of those where, where, you know, I was talking to a bar owner and I was just like, hey, um, so you don't agree with this? And he's just like, no, no, you know, they're taking away the people's culture. And I was all like, okay, um, so if Don Chuy or Don Chucho decides, you know, that he's going to remarry and they're going to, he's going to move to the U.S. in some part of the woods in Texas where there's a lot of agave and sotol. And, you know, he's put in a situation where he has to distill something to, you know, take care of his family and he starts doing it. Would he be able to call it mezcal or sotol or, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know, right away the, the bar owner was just like, well, yeah, he would, but they aren't. So it's like, you know, and you are, you could call it sotol, but they can't. So I felt like, okay, yeah, you know, uh, as a sixth generation producer, I'm just like, um, that's not fair. You know, what I mean? it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like that's not fair for 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 anybody that wants to, you know, go out and 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 make sotol. Now, you have you have you know, I I think it's important that that we don't um, trash bash anybody or anything. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you know, it's not our style. It's not my style. And I know it's not yours either because I've, I've, you know, we followed you on, on Facebook, on that Texas society and are very happy to see how, how you guys, you know, uh, look through spirits and, and taste on them and di the different opinions. Yeah. And you know, that, and that's one of the things that, that, that you were mentioning right now, that when, when you, when, you know, when you taste your own so tall, you become your biggest critic. Yeah. And, and, and I'm happy that you're able to do that. And right now we were talking about certain things that happen, certain chemistry parts that happen with Sotol and it's unexplainable. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that you're actually one of the first persons here in the U.S. that <laughs> I'm actually in Houston, you know, yeah. talking to about and you understand it and you're just like, but then it changed and it did give me the, the yields that, that, that I wanted. Right. So. <laughs> this is going to sound fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but wait for it. Um, <laughs> until you see a ghost, you don't believe it. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah. once you see a fucking ghost, you're like, okay, I get I it. I ghost. get it. Like, yeah. we get it. Like, the, the gray yeah, hair sure. on that beard makes sense. Yeah, now. it does. But that's the thing. And so, and, and, and I, it, I'm just going to take, you know, 20 seconds to, to talk about that. But that's why I was so hurt personally. Because only very few of us get to know what the Da Vinci Code's about or whatever. Like, if people mm -hmm. getting included, right? Yeah. Because we work with the thing. Mm -hmm. And in seconds, people just take it away from me. And that's okay. I'll take all the criticism and I want to have a conversation. But I saw Sotol. Mm -hmm. It has moved me. Mm -hmm. And that's something very special that yeah. I can't... I've never been able to have that conversation yeah. with anybody. Like, yeah, exactly. It defies science, defies logic, and I love it. Mm -hmm. And to tell me that I can't or that I shouldn't or that it's wrong, it's just fucked up. Mm -hmm. Well... That's the same way I feel too, man. You know, we've, you know, uh, when we started doing the denomination of origin back then, you were able to harvest, you know. Kind of freely? In, yeah, freely, like here in Texas. 
And so the government decided to make this law where you had to go through Semarnap uh, to find, um, you know, get a forest engineer to do a study, which was was a study that was made, you know, so that you uh, out of ten plants you you're able to cut four or six plants, and you know that was I I I think it was important, but I think there needs to be more science behind it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Because like I said, my great grandfather, Don Cuco, used to. Um, uh, uh, harvest in a way where the meristem was left behind. He would cut four inches off the ground. And I like to share this because I want you guys to yeah, try that yeah, yeah. and experiment with that. And if you got, if you find any logic behind it or you find a season that you did it and the plant regrew uh-huh. and, and you're able to do that uh, for the industry and you, and you, and, and, and you look into it and, and you tell me, Hey, you call me a year later or whatever. You tell me, Hey, you know what? Your grandfather was right. That would bring a lot of, of of uh of of uh it would bring a lot of um kind of validation maybe yeah validation to what we have always talked about yeah um you know one of the reasons that uh vinatas are called vinatas is like it's like a vintage it was at the time of the harvest so my great-grandfather had his seven boys out there making sotol and they all had their own vinata and they were near obviously the raw material and a a source of water right because that's that's what you need you need two ingredients and and water and sotol, and obviously, you know, you need a lot of love for it. But uh, that's what made good sotol back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what gave people that that buzz that they were looking for. It gave them that interesting, you know, it, it, it created ideas for people, you know. It, it's just a, a special thing. Mm-hmm. And it exists here. You all saw some in Dallas. Oh, I saw yeah, we see it everywhere. millions of acres. You know, outside of Coahuila and, and outside of Sanders in Texas. I mean, it, I really, I, I say this in, with as much compassion and as much empathy and as much, honestly, pain that I've kind of went through with this. Because I'm a fucking artist. You know, we're wienery and emo and all the bullshit. Um, but I really want to work together. If everybody, every sotolero decides you should not use this name. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I really want to work with everybody too, but I think it's like my grandma used to always say, you know, you do your laundry at home. You, know? <laughs> you don't do your laundry out in public. Right. So I think, you know, we, we need to um, get the consejos. There's about three or four so total consejos. You know, you said a hundred bucks, they certify you. Or you so, so give some folks some background. I think we, we okay, understand sure. what yeah, are, but what it was. I consejo. know about four consejos that uh, there's one consejo where you send a hundred bucks and they certify you without even sending a sample. I know of another consejo that belongs to the government now, and there's about 25 brand owners and maybe five distillers. Uh-huh. So that, you know, and, and then the votes are, 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 you know, the brand owners have the same amount of votes as the distillers. Right. I don't believe that's fair. You know what I mean? Because if, if you've been making sotol and you actually have a, a vinata, you shouldn't have the same votes as somebody that just shows up with the private label and wants to vote, have the same... You- you know the electoral college, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you have another consejo that you know they're um, getting certified as well, and um, they and, and when you say certified, again, this is a stamp of approval. Is it a hologram? What exactly what it is, is, is it on like the bottle? They, they go through this ante la Ema. Um, there's this uh, uh, Mexican uh, federal uh, agency that certifies norms. Okay. You know. Yeah. And like I said, norms are important. Um, norms are very important. 
but if if you look at the tequila industry um you know you find out that the uh, norms are are hard to exist <laughs> you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then you look at the mezcal industry and you look at Comercam and you're just like golly oh get things fucking imploded <laughs> yeah so um i think a lot of people what they have to do is do their homework and find out what families are doing it right and just you know if they um feel that that family is doing it right go out and reach out and visit their distillery mm -hmm. and have a sotol with them or a mezcal or a tequila and 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 promote that you know what i mean and that's what what other brands are going to start doing mm -hmm. and trying to say hey you know what i want to be like them or you know i want to be different i want to certify myself more i want to educate myself more um right now we have a huge situation because you know pricing for sotol is just like skyrocketed because you have jose cuervo uh buying sotol you know making mixed yeah, which is new which is new to me i didn't realize yeah that. so they're making mixtos and and it's it's legal what they're doing yeah oh know? sure same as us you know it's 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 legal to cross sotol in in bulk you know but then if it's not legal tomorrow then what, what are we gonna do you know are we gonna bottle it in hanos right or are we gonna bottle it in chihuahua or what's what's the game plan or the back of a furniture store as or, i saw some recent instagram <laughs> stories um with our, our favorite friend from from marfa so something that, that really upset me again about this kind of this conversation about Sotol is that I knew you made the stuff for Marfa Spirits Company. I've, I've tasted it with, with mm -hmm. Josh and the guys over there, and I understand how they're not adulterating. They're not adding anything. They're mm -hmm. using some filtering and all that, which is, is fine. I understand yeah, the, that. The guys there, they they um, they they have the opportunity there in Marfa to to really show people, and you have the opportunity here to show people, and that's that's what's cool about it. You know, yeah. Um, I think having the opportunity to if somebody orders your bottle and you get to send them a piece of plant uh -huh. or a, a piece of cooked plant or, a, 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 you know, maybe first distillation in a small little um, test tube. Yeah, yeah. And they're able to taste all that. That's what's going to make an industry. Man. Yeah. That's what's going to make, you know, uh, uh, Sotol, give the Sotol the name that it deserves. Well, again, us working together. But I'm going to say mm -hmm. this because I looked at the label. Again, I knew you were involved. This was at the epicenter of all of these, this new movement, let's say, to protect Sotol. But there was nothing about the bottle or the product or the label that indicated it was anything but Chihuahua and Sotol. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, I was upset because they were taking credit away from you from waking what I think is a very, very nice Sotol. I mean, did you, did you how did you feel about that? They're like, I, I did the thing that I I do. didn't feel that way, man. I think... All the publicity that they have done, they have really, you know, give given exposure to my family, who who my family deserves, you know, to to. Uh, I love that. That's a, it's a have, great way to think about it. Yeah. To have that um, community um, community uh, uh, alliance with 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 U.S. Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, my parents, uh, my dad was mayor in two thousand one, two thousand four. Was was and and before even before that, you know. Um, they were very involved with the community in, in that part of, of Chihuahua uh, with, you know, promoting, you know, uh, schools. Actually, there's a high school named after him. And the recently, about two years ago, they were going to try to change the name of the high school. What'd you do? And Did no, you show up with a pitchfork and no. they said, fuck y'all, you ain't going <laughs> to No, it was change. an AK-47. Like, <laughs> no, 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 we, we don't promote violence. But uh, no, the, uh, the, the, the teachers there, the students were just like, no, you're not going to change change the name. You know, we, we don't want it to be called... Preparatoria uh, 1000 something. We want it to be called Ingeniero Celso Jaques. And, uh, 
and our our company has actually had the opportunity to to help you know uh, high school students graduate high school students come out of of of, of high school and and have a, a way of having some type of sponsorship for college you know promoting yeah. uh grants and promoting uh uh, uh uh scholarships for these students when it, you know it because you're telling me some stories about your mom and how kind of ingrained in the in hanos the family oh, yeah. is when you think about a legacy because i don't know if you have kids or not but this positivity that your family has brought to the town does that dwell on you? Do you reflect on that? Are you, you oh, yeah, man. It's, it, it, I have to mirror it, right? It's, it's a huge challenge because, you know, my, I, my legacy, I have to really promote that, you know, promote that. And I think that's what that's one of the, the, the cool things that we have as a family is that we could call any Sotolero and they're going to answer our calls yeah. because they know that we mean serious business and that we're going to talk, you know, straightforward and we're going to be open about whatever decision that we decide, um, you know, Talking to a lot of brands, it's, talking to a lot of uh, distillers, they were just like, you know, uh, uh, th there's a lot of issues as far as the raw material being uh, bought by uh, by the big guys, yeah. you know, because it pretty much uh, prices them out of the of the of the pricing scale. Right. But I think you know, as as a as a promoter of of the region, we have to teach these guys, you know, how to uh, you know do a pricing calculator with them. So that if they do decide to sell to somebody, that they know what you know how to work backwards, and that's one thing that we have done with Por Siempre and the you know Chihuahua and Soto. We've worked backwards. We say, you know what, what price do we want to be at the at at the retail store? Yeah. And you know sometimes it's kind of hard, you know, bringing out a Soto, you know, thirty, forty, uh, forty-five bucks right. on retail. You know, it's hard. But these guys, you know, they 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 uh, they know the distributors. They they make commercial uh packs with the distributors and before they even do that they make commercial packs with us yeah and that's what's important you know so you, I mean? you seem to have you know a skill set beyond just as a producer but did you study in, i know you lived in the states did you study in the states yeah i studied in new mexico state university did you had, graduate over there yeah i had that opportunity um born in and born in el paso texas um studied uh, did high school in 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 colonia juarez um and had the opportunity to also live in albuquerque which is a crazy city which yeah. is a cool city i was born in roswell actually. okay awesome man. which is a shitty city yeah no but that's like alien country right there man <laughs> well you know no I wonder you're into stuff, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what it is yeah new mexico so, ties so we had that opportunity man and i i feel that that as uh as be, being involved with this and a lot of people they say oh you know jacob is just the guy that um that does all the paperwork no man like I'm there from six in the morning to like nine o'clock at night, man. Yeah, literally, I think I work more than everybody. Probably, but it's cool because all my, all our, all our family. I, I call them pretty much family because we've been together so long. You know, Manuel worked with my great, 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 my great grandfather Don Cuco. He was like 10, 12 years old, and he's seventy nine now, and he's 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 worked with the family. You know, uh, six, sixty years. Wow. You know, sixty plus years. Uh, one of our other master distillers, Marco Antonio Perez Mendez, his father was my dad's uncle, and he he uh, he's actually fifth generation distiller, and has done this all his life, you know, since he was like seventeen years old, man. Yeah. So he's been around, you know, 
tails, hearts, and heads all his life. That's incredible. So that's that's cool. But yeah, so Toll, uh, I think we want to share it with everybody. We want to make sure that people understand it, and uh, we appreciate what you guys are doing out here. You know? Do you you know the? And this occurred to me because I just heard the dates are finally confirmed. So the Marfa Gavi Fest is happening this year. Mm-hmm. It happened last year, but in a really small capacity given COVID stuff. But it'd be great to have you. Definitely. Yeah, I talk. got invited by by Marfa Spirit Company. Good. And I'm excited to uh, go and support them. I'm also excited to see other Sotols that we that we make out there. You know, I know Sotol Por Siempre, LNF Distributing is going to have mm-hmm. them as well out there. Talk to Joe Olivas, who communicated that to me. And I'm excited to, like, you know, work together and try to promote Sotol and and show people, you know, it's going to be cool because back then, you know, I was crossing illegal plants through the border and how and, dare you, you know, and, and like try to show people what Sotol is. <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, we could you cut them there in Marfa and show people what it is and cook them there in Marfa and show people what Sotol is. That way they understand it better. I, you know? I agree. And also people will protest it. And oh, I, yeah. You know, I'll be there. Yeah. Be there. Raising whatever flag I can. To you know, I, I think you. if 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 people decide to protest, that they need to, they need to understand it before they even right. say something about it. And I, I love this bit about dirty laundry. Yeah. I usually won't talk about my knickers unless <laughs> I've got a solution for it. Exactly. Or some some options, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we failed each other. Mm-hmm. Is we just were yelling, but it was of no substance, and that's. Very much a sign of the times, I think. But so I got two questions left for you. Besides, we're gonna we're absolutely gonna catch up back in Marfa this sure. on June and whatnot. But so you're sipping por siempre anywhere in the world, okay? And you can have a sotol with any person, living or deceased. Who would you like to sit next to and have a sotol with? Oh, definitely my my father, man, Celso Jaques. That would be an honor. <laughs> Did you, you all were bound to have had a Sotol together, yeah? Oh, yeah, man. Even in the hospital before he passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> how long? Was his, how did you, how did you uh, pass? My dad had stomach cancer in 2014. Yeah. My dad was actually uh, born in Madera, uh, raised some, some in El Paso, and then moved back to, to Janos, to Madera, and then back to Janos, and then had the opportunity of becoming mayor 2001, 2004 really promoted the region uh there's a bunch of stories uh, that he would you know protect the underprivileged and uh, one thing our father taught us was you know you know he had the governor visit him and he would always sit the governor in the same spot that he would sit anybody else Mm. you know and um so uh, like these kinds of like i would have loved to meet your father thank you because Sotol is something that equalizes. It's a great equalizer. We make it, we sip it. It doesn't matter how much money you make, I make. You know, that's one of the things I think is really remarkable about it. Same thing with the mezcal and things like that is that, and I can't begin to tell you how many, how spirits are that thing that bring us to, together, you know. And I'm sure he was an amazing man, especially when you have your name on a school. Come on. Yeah, this is a pretty good <laughs> <laughs> this is this ain't too shabby you know that is um but uh yeah it would be with him yeah well hopefully someplace sometime we'll all get to share our soul together i think oh, yeah, it can happen sure. 
especially well, with this ghost shit we've been talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so the the last question for you, I know you had some nights in Dallas, we're in Houston now. What's the rest of the tour look like for you before you head back to? You got definitely. Uh, we're gonna be doing uh, the monkey still. Oh, uh, that's right. At four o'clock tomorrow, Friday. Yeah. Um, three thirty, three three four o'clock. Three to four, Monkey's Tail. Um, would love to have all of you guys out there and and you know have an open discussion about Satal. Yeah. Um, and uh, and look forward to you know promoting the Satal gospel. Man. Yeah, it's not too hard when it tastes good. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you know what? I I I like any Satal. It's just like it's you. It, you have to acquire a taste to it and find out how it's made. And and a lot of you know you 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 taste Satal that's made with with uh um the you know water from certain areas and you're just like oh, okay now i understand it yeah. or they harvested so tall and they didn't get a yield and and they're open about it and putting it on the label that you know that that works too you know yeah, it's just yeah. it's figuring out how you know because I, i've been around this so long i have that opportunity of of saying hey you know what okay i understand it yeah but a lot of people they might not might not they might judge it right away and might just say you know what this is not good you know what i mean yeah. And that's not fair for the you know the producer, oh, you know that's not cool, you know. But you know they they tried and and I think, um, you know, uh, uh, having the, the Sotol talk and spreading each other's uh, knowledge and helping helping uh, the category and especially helping promote the plant mm -hmm. where we need the plant to get planted. We need the plant to to start getting um, uh, uh, the respect that it needs, it deserves. I think that that will help you know make a category. Yeah. And I'll tell you this right now, before we conclude with another mezcal, this is beautiful yes, stuff we're drinking. Is, Andy's done a great bang-up job mm -hmm. to make sure that we have that. <laughs> the glasses are never empty. I'll tell you this right now. Texas will give y'all plants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm serious. It's everywhere, everywhere you throw a rock, man. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We, I know, you know, if y'all need plants, I would, I would vow right now that we will help. And I don't know that we could say the, the opposite because of all the yeah. stuff that's going on. And that's what yeah. Texas hospitality is about, man. Exactly. So, but finally fucking got to meet you after eight years. Awesome, man. I'm yeah. so glad we did we've, this thing. We've, we've uh, emailed before. Yeah. We've uh, exchanged, talked on the phone, I think, a couple of times. Yeah. I, and I did, wanted, a, did a Facebook uh, messenger on yeah. Facebook Messenger. Oh, yeah. And it's finally great to meet you as well. So yeah. finally, WhatsApp. We'll do the last one. We'll get a WhatsApp going. And then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, the, the trifecta. Who doesn't have what's up in Mexico, right? That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, what a pleasure, Andy. Thanks for coordinating, and I'll you know we'll get some posts out about the the tasting of monkey sales tomorrow on Instagram, whatever. But you know what? Now we're gonna get food. We're gonna drink more mezcal. How's awesome. that sound? Great. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. Salute, Thank guys. You, Andy. Salute. Cheers. Cheers. Let's make this out. There's the sound. <laughs> All right. So there we have it, a great chat with the biggest Sotolero that I know making for so many brands. Jacob's a really, really good guy and taught me so much more about some of the intricacies of getting the plants, how the cartels placement kind of gets in the way of that sometimes. Labor, how you make a pretty good living actually harvesting Sotol plants. Lots of things that I don't think people know as, as well too, and I don't think it's in the chat that we recorded, but... Jose Cuervo taking Sotol plants, you know, sometimes we think that, you know, Texas is the threat to the category, but I believe the call is coming from within the house. You know, the biggest or one of the biggest Mexican companies getting into Sotol, that does spell trouble. I think there would be some problems there. So I want to end all of this kind of by saying, you know, thank you, Andy Maurer, 
from Back Bar Project. And thank you, Jacob, for, for chatting with me. And we had a great night kind of talking more about things. But I, I apparently have offended some folks. Not people that know me. Not people know what my background is, any of that. Pretty superficial stuff, to be honest. But I want to say that my door is always open, so to speak. If anybody wants to chat about their concerns about what I am or have done with Sotol or might be considering doing, I think it's worth the conversation. I don't like name calling. I don't do that. I don't like casting aspersions towards other groups and stuff like that. So if you ever feel the need to talk to me about these things, I implore you to, and I guarantee I will reply. I will. I've made many offers for folks that have been very upset and thinking that I'm a colonizer. And, and again, these aspects that could very well be true, but I asked them to reach out to me personally and they never do. So take me up on it. Let's talk about this thing for real because this community is brilliant. It is intelligent and it will only get better. It will get better. And I'll tell you right now, there will be no shortage of new Sotol brands from Mexico hitting the market this year. So we're going to have some serious conversations about sustainability and marketing that will be just ahead of us. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how old you think Jason Siegel looks now, it's, I haven't seen him in a movie in a little while, and I saw him this new Netflix thing, and he kind of looks a little haggard. I'm not sure what that's about. Or if you're thinking, I don't have to leave town this week, I get to just kind of hang out and work. Please keep dancing. <laughs>